Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzwell, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We're here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we have a special guest, Dr. Matthew Cherhati. He has been with us in our monthly meetings for several months. His parents and his family fled from Hungary during the 50s and 70s. He's now 38 years old and currently at the UT Health Science Center as a biologist and researcher. He also uh, has acted as a translator from German to English and Hungarian. He has a Ph.D. in biology and a Bachelor of Science in computer science from two separate universities in Hungary. I asked him about that because they fled Hungary, but then they went back after the uh, wall fell in 93. He has also been at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. He's published a book, Atheism Unraveled. Welcome, Dr. Cher Hati. Thank you. Thank you very much. What about that book, Atheism Unraveled? What's that about? It's a book about my basic arguments uh, against atheism. Like, for example, one of my main lines of arguments against atheism is proofs from creation science, uh, showing that, uh, for example, uh, genomic-wise, uh, we study genomes that are way too complex for random mutations to uh, to bring about. Uh, where I talk also talk about like uh, uh, theophanies or like uh, like um, evidence of of people actually experiencing uh, like miracles of God or like talking about like the first atheist state that is communism which uh, really shows that that atheism leads to like a totalitarian uh, regime that uh, it's made up of eight chapters like covering my main argument arguments against atheism and um, I, I write this I wrote the book uh, so that it would be helpful for Christians to defend their faith now that kind of bridges two sets of interests you have. You have this background in science and computer science and genetics, but right now you're working on another degree in what? Uh, in theology. In theology. So it, it's a fascinating intertwining of those things. Let's go back to basics. Why did you become a biologist? I became a biologist because when I was young, I was interested in, in studying like animals. Um, I remember that when I first looked through a microscope at a like the like the skin cells of an onion, I was uh, fascinated by what by how cells look like under uh, like uh, on a microscopic level, and um, I was really interested interested in understanding like what 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 makes uh, living things alive, and so I reasoned that that you can go to the level of of organs or tissues or cells, but inside the cell, the genetic material itself is is what what is is absolutely necessary for for life. That if you take away genes or DNA, then cells are not functionable. That means that the organism itself uh, uh, cannot live, and so that's really uh, what got, got me interested in studying what makes uh, life, or what causes life in in organisms. Now, in your field of biology, most of your the people in that field are evolutionists. Yeah, you're a weird duck in the fact that you're a creationist. Why? Why? Well, um, I think it's mainly because there's like like a prevailing paradigm of evolution that that um, that you know if you're a non-believer and they they just give you this evolutionary theory like I mean it's basically the only thing that's being taught in public school. So many people simply being un- non-believers 
they just take the bait and they they believe what uh, like the majority of, of sci- scientists say that well we just came from atoms and so they just swallow the bait hook line and sinker but however I think that uh, that as a scientist still you always have to question authority you have to doubt Darwin that's why this is one of my bumper stickers that you, yeah that you have to question even the scientific authority authority because in science it's not a valid answer if you say well just because Darwin said so just because my professor said so I also believe evolution and also because I think that the evidence the natural evidence simply points away from from uh, evolution and random mutations to to God I think that there's order in nature and since there's order it came from an orderly source uh, from an orderly mind that uh, that you, you can recognize order and uh, uh, structuredness and uh, sort of intelligent design in nature now, we, we as creationists we, we believe in intelligent design it's just that we believe more about it we're, we're a special set of, of ID believers but I think basically that, that nature points to God let me ask you a question yeah. about your job and yeah. how does your belief in creation, does it cause any problems with you on the job? I mean, we, we know that uh, people who uh, believe in creation have yeah. trouble, if not impossibilities, of getting into the academic yeah. world. And even NASA has been very hard on people who don't believe in evolution. And okay. we know of, of cases of scientists who have been fired from NASA even. Okay. In the civilian sector, in, in where you're working right now, it is a non-academic position uh, in the biochemistry or uh, microbiology world at uh, UT Health Science uh, Center. Is that correct? Uh, it's the cell systems and anatomy department. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, um, after I moved back to the United States, um, this is my third position. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my first position, after two years, my boss found out that uh, I was a creationist, and he made me resign. So I, I did. I did receive persecution. So you paid a price for that. I have. I have. At my second position, my boss was more tolerant, and he didn't make. He knew about it, but he didn't make an issue out of it. But at my present job, it's still unknown. My, You're I mean, in a closet. Well, in a closet, but <laughs> but, but but you know, this is it. No, it's not an it's not an interview question like like what is your belief on creation or evolution mm-hmm. and um, they shouldn't make it like a religious test because I mean that wouldn't be ethical. Right. Yeah. Is it even necessary to get into that discussion to do what you do? Whether whether you have to believe in evolution to do secular research, uh, it all depends on 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 what field you're in. I mean, if you're if you're researching biology, then there's a very high likelihood that that this issue will come up. But if you're in the medical sciences, there still is a small chance, but it doesn't come up so frequently. Hmm. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is s-a-b-b-s-a.org. Today we're having a conversation with Dr. Matthew Cherhati, a biologist and geneticist. The main mantra in evangelism today, and for decades, has been Jesus only. Let's just focus on Jesus and not all this other kind of side stuff. Okay. Why does creation even matter in this whole discussion? Well, I mean, if we're saying that uh, Jesus only, we have have to realize that that Jesus talked about creation in uh, numerous uh, parts of the New Testament. So if I'm obedient to Jesus... 
then I'm going to believe what he says about creation. That that's only logical. But let's uh, look at uh, another name of Jesus Christ. He is the last Adam. And this presupposes that there was a first Adam in the Garden of Eden. And the reason that we have to attach creation to uh, the Gospel or the New Testament is because simply because there is a salvation history playing out in the entire Bible. And we start in Genesis. We start with God who creates the world, with God who is the judge, God who is the lawmaker. And this is all foundational in Genesis. Then we see that God creates man in his own image. He doesn't create uh, man, man in the image of an ape. So that, that, uh, if you, that uh, contradicts evolution. God didn't create man as a man and man, so that, that, that excludes the homosexual movement. As it's very rele- relevant for, for today's morality. But we see that, that, uh, uh, that if we take Genesis literally, we see that Adam, uh, God says to Adam that if we eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, on that day you shall surely die. And so that, that is the, the reason sin and death and suffering all came into the world as a negative consequence of man's sin. Because the gospel is made up of the good news, but it is preceded by the bad news in the Garden of Eden. So therefore, in, in the first garden, Garden of Eden, the first Adam commits sin, but the last Adam, that is Jesus Christ, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he is suffering in his soul because he knows that on the cross he will have to suffer and die for the sin of mankind. You have to attach the good news with the bad news. The fall to sin with the tree of knowledge of good and evil to the tree, or that is a cross on which Jesus Christ died. I mean, they're, they're interconnected with one another. You can't have one without the other. It's like a coin with two sides. A coin doesn't have just one side. Your comments support one of our basic ideals, and that is that we live in a society today that doesn't have a foundation. That when Peter in Acts chapter 2 was talking to people in Jerusalem, to the Jews, he just started talking about God because they already knew the Old Testament. They had a foundation. But in Acts 17, when he's talking to the Greeks... He starts with talking, now it's Paul Mm -hmm. in Acts 17. He's talking about the creation first because he wants a foundation for the God who created everything. Mm -hmm. And in our society today, we've moved so far away from the Bible that really we have to start with foundational things. We have to start with Genesis and the creation. Last time you showed us three copies of the Journal of Creation in the current uh, copy of, of Journal of Creation, you have a couple of articles. Yeah. How are these type of research journals helpful on the creation side? Oh, uh, for the Christian? Well, these can help uh, and equip the, Christ- the average Christian who is not a biologist in that um, it provides reasons, arguments, and answers to atheists who question creation or who, who question the validity or the authority of the scripture. So I feel that, uh, that first of all, since I'm a biologist, I'm, I'm doing biological research to God's glory. But another aspect is that, is that I just want to show that, that uh, the Bible, that creation science can provide answers. It, it can do in-depth research. It can match what the evolutionists and what the atheists show. And that if somebody comes with a question, then, then we can look through the scientific proofs, look, the, look through the evidence, and come up with a rational answer to any kind of scientific question or objection that, that an atheist may bring up. 
Thank you, Dr. Chair Huddy. We look forward to doing another couple of programs with you in the coming weeks. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones-Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Mm-hmm.